everybody, and welcome to the Rough Cut Retrospective, episode 112, a podcast where we talk about movies, TV, pop culture, in the midst of a world burning around us, and in some instances, other worlds burning around us. What? I'm your host, uh, Monkey Boy, Carter Sims, and uh, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Why So Blue, it's Jackson Mahurin. Hey, buddy. If it ain't raining, we ain't training. What's up? <laughs> How you doing, buddy? How's life? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's uh getting cold out there. We're celebrating Christmas and Hanukkah and all sorts of holidays. So happy holidays to those who celebrate. Indeed, indeed. Should we date this episode? Should we say what day of Hanukkah it is today? It's the third day of Hanukkah. Yeah. Oh, Jackson, I had locked this night, last night, actually. Oh yeah, you had like uh-huh. uh, Yeah, I did. And oh, you're yeah, learning. I'm learning the culture, and they were delicious. Nice uh, latkes. And do you do you eat applesauce with your latkes? It, that is tradition, but not usually. Okay, not I'm usually. learning. I'm learning that also because I ate that also. Like you put applesauce on them. It was a whole uh-huh. thing. It was yeah. exciting. Pretty uh, good. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know a good segue into what we're talking about from that. Um, but Jackson, what are we talking about today? We are discussing the newly released Avatar 2. Mm-hmm. The way of water. I oh yeah, I forgot there is the yeah, how that, dare you that part? Big Jim would be disappointed with you, <laughs> yeah. our Lord and Savior. But mm-hmm. uh we'll recover, we'll recover. But uh first, Jackson, tell me something, boy. Tell me something, boy. What are you into this week, pal? Yeah, so uh, we did my family Christmas, which has been fun, and we did Hanukkah, of course, too, and have been doing that. But nice. on top of those fun holiday times, uh, checked out Paddington for the first time. <gasps> it's on Netflix. Oh, yeah, and it's and? great, super yes. cute, very. <laughs> Need wholesome. to see the second one. I, I do in. too. I'm sold. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Super cute, super fun. Do you remember? Uh, this is a tangent, but okay. do you remember when Ryan was on the podcast? Shout out Ryan if you're listening, and shout he had out, a whole. Out. A whole tangent about uh, Paddington Bear. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, he loves Paddington. Yeah, <laughs> he's not here to defend himself, but yeah, uh, I think he hated him vehemently. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, I like I'm it. Go- I think he's. Cool. I like him too. He's a cutie. He just likes marmalade. He's unproblematic. Mm-hmm. Anywho, uh, what well, else? he's problematic, but like not in the <laughs> just to flood your house type of way. I guess. <laughs> true. 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 Uh, what else are you into? Uh, yeah, friend of the podcast, Corbin, stopped by my place, too, which was fun to see him and his Ooh. lovely girlfriend. It was very fun. Um, and then I recorded, like, a quick little, like, Christmas podcast that they're doing about Christmas movies. Fun. So, yeah. So, be on the lookout for that over at Cody and Corbin. I have a podcast. Shout out. Free plug. Shout out. Shout out. Um, nice. And then, of course, I saw Avatar 2 in IMAX 3D, which was just, like the first IMAX ex- experience I've had in a long time. Uh-huh. And oh my God. Um, it was awesome. It yeah. triggered the fuck out of my anxiety, like immediately. For some <laughs> like, and I took Abby too. And I was really nervous because she can get motion sick. And sometimes apparently I can get motion sick, which oh. we'll talk about later. But like oh, the okay. numbers started hurling at us. And like, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be intense. 
Um, but it, it, luckily it wasn't as aggressive as that, but, but it was cool. I got to see like the Oppenheimer trailer, which I hadn't seen yet. Yeah. And I saw the behind the scenes of the mission impossible, like the new stunt that they're doing. And, oh, and, hell yeah. Tom have Cruise. Have you seen that? Yeah. He, the motorcycle where he mm-hmm. rides the motorcycle off the cliff. Yeah. Hype. And whenever the camera flies over the cliff, like oh a my pit God. in my stomach formed, like it was so, <laughs> I was so uncomfortable from it. It was amazing. We got a lot of Tom Cruise. We got double Tom Cruise content. Mm-hmm. Did you see the video of him jumping out of the plane? Like he said, like basically thanking fans for coming to see Top Gun again. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't see that, but that's really cool. He basically cool. jumped out and was like, see you at the movies. And then he just <laughs> base jumped, I guess. It was icon. God, what a crazy man. Yeah. We're it pisses on the crazy. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> then uh, I've been rewatch, not rewatching. I checked out this, the show on Netflix that was like a recreation of this like MTV version from a long time ago called The Mole. Oh, um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like a fun little reality game show. It's pretty fun. That's where like Go someone's ahead. sabotaging stuff. Yeah. There's like a, you have to figure out who the mole is and like you have to answer all these questions. And the one who's like furthest off the scent of the trail of the mole like is eliminated. And the mole is trying to like stop them from winning money this whole time. And it, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty Ooh, interesting. Ooh, saucy. I'll have to check that yeah. out. Not like amazing, out. but pretty good. Pretty good. Nice. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, what about you? For me, since you're talking about Netflix, I'll mention a couple of Netflix watches I've been doing. Um, I finished uh, the new season of Love is Blind. Uh, okay. I haven't like, seen that one yet. That, um, that stuff is like the craziest reality TV right now, though. I know. And it's, it's so intense stuff that I shamelessly, I think I watch it because it just makes me feel better about myself that I'm not in this, these situations that these uh-huh. people are in. Um, and just, just, just wonderful stuff. I don't know why it scratches an itch for me. Unlike any other. So I finished that and then I moved on. Lauren and I have been watching these and we've moved on to too hot to handle now. Um, that one seems weird. I couldn't get into that concept. It's, it's so bizarre because like the whole thing is like if you kiss, the whole group like loses money. And if you have sex, that's another like monetary punishment. And it's a whole and it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching that. That's really fun. On top of that, something that wasn't very fun, Jackson. Okay. I watched uh, a movie called Bardo on uh, Netflix. And this is uh, you no know Alejandro Inuritu. Does that name ring a bell to you? Maybe this sounds familiar, but I, I can't place it. So he he's a Birdman guy, uh, The Revenant, directed. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And this is like his new movie, and it's another. It's we're in such a weird year this year, where like Spielberg and like James Gray, all these people are making like semi autobiographical movies about themselves. Mm-hmm. And this one, first of all, is like two hours and forty minutes long, and it's the most like uppity arrogant like elitist bullshit i've ever seen huh um so there's like some really gorgeous shots like it's beautiful cinematography mm-hmm. but it's just like it's like trying to be too it's like no substance and all just like art form trying to be like really uh what's the word like re- prestigious for no reason and it just feels very uh it's like up its own ass. That's that's a good word for it. Um, <laughs> okay. So wouldn't recommend. Um, but today, Jackson, and I didn't tell you this. This is why I pushed our start time back 15 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, I went to see The Whale today. <gasps> nice. Is yeah. it good? Uh, yes. Brendan Fraser 
my goodness. Like he is, he's just a special guy. Goodness gracious. Um, I would like for him to win the Oscar now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's in the running. I mean, definitely in the running, but I think honestly, I think it's between him and Colin Farrell right now, cool. which is, uh, which is fun. And, uh, for Banshees. Yeah. For Banshees for the Batman. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, Hey, that would be great too. That'd be great. Um, so yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, and really powerful. So I would highly recommend that a 24. I was about to say they don't miss, but they do miss on occasion, but, uh, <laughs> they're about um, like 30, 70. Yeah. They got a good track record, but, uh, yeah. this one was pretty solid. So shouts to the whale. Um, that's all I got, buddy. Sweet. Um, should we dive into Pandora? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Okay. Let's go to, that's just your opinion, man. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just like, uh, your opinion, man. And uh, today we are talking about, yes, Avatar The Way of Water. Dad, I know you think I'm crazy. those big rocks. But I feel her. I hear her heartbeat. She's so close. So what does her heartbeat sound like? Mighty. The way of water connects all things. Before your birth, and after your death. This is our home! I need you with me. And I need you to be strong. A movie that has been in the making for like five years, seven years, yeah. something a like that. Probably uh, no. Well, I don't know. When did they, they started filming? Like four years ago, right? Yeah, like 2017. I think they yeah. started filming. So, geez, that's wild. Um, anywho, let me give some people a little background, and then we can dive into the the who'sy what's its. Uh, set more than a decade after the events of the first film, Avatar. Uh. Learn the story of the Sully family, Jake Natiri, and guess what? Kids, Jackson. And uh, some trouble follows them uh, in the form of the Sky People once again. And uh, they have to go to great lengths to save their tribe and go off and kind of go on the run, keep each other safe. And uh, battles ensue. They try to stay alive. Tragedies endure. And uh, we get to revisit Pandora, Jackson. It's it's, it's quite a time Mm -hmm. to be alive. Uh, Directed by... Of course, Big Jim, James Cameron, and uh, starring Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang, Kate Winslet, Cliff Curtis, uh, Edie Falco, even though she thought the movie flopped, forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and for a hot minute, uh, Jermaine Clement of Flight of the Concords for uh, for some reason. So, um, Okay, I have a question really quick about the cast. Yes, did, did you say Michelle Yeoh? I did not, no. But she's like credited in it, right? Is she? I don't know. I thought she was because I looked at the. I don't know. I have to double check now. 
Well, um, and perhaps Michelle Yeoh. We're not sure. I should have mentioned Sigourney Weaver what? plays a, a child. Um, yeah, that happens. <laughs> she does. She does. Um, and apparently she like went and sat in middle school classes to learn how to be a child. Anyway, um, so that's the film. That's kind of the setup. I want to start here, Jackson, and I want to give you a shameless plug once again for your article okay. you wrote uh, about Avatar, the first one, uh, and revisiting that 13 years later. So I want to ask, before you went to see The Way of Water, or maybe even before you like revisited Avatar to like do the research for the article, where where did you stand on like Avatar and the world of 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 Pandora before The Way of Water came out? Uh, so yeah, so this article specifically talks about how I visited it. Uh, I did a revisit after 13 years when it mm. originally came out, which is when I saw it. I watched it on DVD, and then my friend made me watch it again immediately afterwards, and I hated it so much <laughs> after that that I refused to watch it until like this past week. Fair. Um, and in the rewatch, it does not hold up nearly as well. Uh, <laughs> whenever you're a kid, whenever you're 11 years old, you kind of miss like the, I don't know, like all the like colonialism, white savior and colonialism and uh -huh. like all these weird aspects to the story that like just went over my head as a kid. Yeah. Um, the visuals still mostly hold up, I would mm -hmm. say like some like some of the stuff is kind of weird. Um, and the script is so much worse than I remember it being too. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I was not that excited going into Avatar 2, but I was just mostly really curious uh, why it was going to get made. And I, I kind of got got it. Yeah, I think that's kind of where we all stood when we heard that. Mm -hmm. I think not only that we were getting a sequel, but that we were getting five more of these movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, When, like we mentioned, this movie began production five years ago. And I like truly never thought I'd see the day this movie would come out. Um. And I'd never thought that this film warranted a sequel or it was something that frankly anybody would want or remember. That was like, like, where do you think, where do you think people stand on like avatar and the culture? Like, does it, does it, is it as a lasting impact? Like, I mean, clearly I think it does with some people given the box office this weekend. Uh, I mean, isn't that kind of part of it though? Like people want to see like what it's going to do. Like, I feel like it's, it's doing so well, not because like people demanded it, but because like people are like curious. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it has, I think part of it also is I think we're certainly seeing that this thing has legs and I think we always are doubting James Cameron, which mm -hmm. I don't know why we continue to do that because he always proves us wrong every time. And then he like flips <laughs> us all off. Um, it happened with Titanic, it happened with Avatar, and here we are again. And it's pretty wild. And like Avatar at its core is like not a very uh ground it's a groundbreaking movie in terms of visual effects. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's a pretty it's a story we've seen time and time again, right? Like yeah. it's yeah, it's very much, you know, white savior. A lot of people compare it to like, you know, Pocahontas or, or Dances with Wolves and stuff, but that does get overshadowed by just the sheer epicness and the the religious aspects and all this mm -hmm. all this stuff and capitalistic you know escapades of men and things like that. So it does have some some layers, but on its surface, it is it is that very much that. So it also demonstrated that I didn't know I could hate a protagonist more than I hate Jake Sully. Oh, like he no. is just like <laughs> he was so annoying in the first movie. 
Dude had no personality. His accent work was god awful. And he literally is just like the most white savior character I think I've ever seen. Like he's clearly like I don't know, just the way he in three months he's like the perfect representation of their culture. But then at the end of the three months he didn't understand the religious system when he was praying to their god and then he was corrected on it. But then of course because he's the white chosen one the actual god like hears his call and specifically answers to him even though the religion acknowledges that that's not a thing that happens. (laughs) I don't know. Unraveling Big Jim's world, Jackson. It's so weird that like he's the one who can talk to their god whatever i don't know it's just like okay i guess sure it's strange and there are some some new layers to that in this new movie of some of a certain character that like connects with awa mm-hmm. uh um so let's 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 dive into to way of water then going off that um what's your so you watched it yesterday so it's it's pretty fresh yeah. mm-hmm. i watched it on sunday um what's your knee jerk reaction where do you where do you stand on this movie it's my stance is that it is significantly better than the first in like okay. a lot of different ways. And I, I kind of want to get into that in a second, but mostly because I saw this in IMAX and in 3d, I mm. probably liked it more than if I just watched it at home. Like there's no denying that like the absolutely is a huge factor into these movies. Definitely more than most movies. I would say I, I like, I feel like this is the only movie franchise currently that you should see in IMAX 3D. Like like yeah. I just don't think of a medium that's more suited than this. No, I don't think James Cameron wants you to like watch this on an iPhone, no. anything like that. Even though like I was reading an article today where he said the third film if it gets made, we'll we'll talk about that later. Um yeah. if it gets made, like he has like a apparently he's turned in a 9-hour cut of the third film. And... Wait, the whole thing is Nine hours? I, I mean, yeah, it's a very rough cut, but he like there is a nine hour cut currently. And also, I don't know when this movie is coming out. If it's coming out next year, we don't really know. But yeah, they filmed these probably, probably not, though, right? I don't know. We'll we'll see. I think it depends on the money. Um, but um, it's it's uh it's interesting because he said that like he would release a theatrical cut that was like two like three hours or something, and then he would wants to put like that nine hour cut just like on streaming for like, if you just want to watch it, which I thought was interesting. And ter- he was like, let's use these streaming mediums in ways we've never done it before. So he's like also like trying to revolutionize streaming as well. So there's a lot of layers going on. What a guy, what an innovator, you know? <laughs> um, So I, I did not get the chance to see it in IMAX, but I did mm-hmm. see it in 3d and I am totally with you that it's basically, it's a visual spectacle. Um, and by the way, I'm always nervous going into 3d movies. I can't tell you the last time I saw a 3d movie. Yeah, exactly. I was nervous, like how it was going to affect me. Yeah. And like, are you of the opinion that 3d has gotten better? Like the, the way they use it, it's not like so in your face anymore. I think so. Again, this is like the only modern 3D movie I've seen. Like uh-huh. all the ones I saw were like Monsters versus Aliens and Shark Boy <laughs> and Lava Girl and stuff like that. Oh hell yeah! Where like they would purposely do these like reaching shots or like water spray shots. Like I don't know, it was like some so, gotchas. Yeah, yeah. Like it was so specifically for 3D and like I, I think Cameron does it for the 3D also, but like he does it in such a subtle way that yeah. is not just not really distracting, but just like more immersive. Yeah, definitely. It's like so surprising because again, like I don't know, I have bad eyes, like but like specifically one of my eyes, so I was like worried that like 
I wouldn't have the same effect, but it worked pretty good still. Like the, all the 3D stuff like worked out. Did neat. you did you wear your glasses with the 3D I, glasses? I didn't. I, I just went okay. in. I didn't even wear contacts. I just kind of went in and it was Whoa. good. It worked out. Okay. But yeah, I was yeah. worried. I was worried it wouldn't work. Yeah, I went with my my aunt came. I, I went with my parents and my aunt, and she was nervous about the motion sickness. And she was like, "If I just can't do it, I'll just take the glasses off." But uh, she wore them the whole time. She didn't get sick, and so so I think that is a testament to how far we've come with that big. Gym. I will say there yeah. was one shot early on when he gets out of his space pod, and like the camera spins. Oh, you were like. Oh. Both me and Abby had to like look onto the ground because like <laughs> it was so like nauseating for some. And I don't get motion sickness, but I was like, oh, my God, if this movie is like, like no. this the whole time, we I'm might have die. to leave. <laughs> um, we did not have to leave, though, which is nice. Incredible. Um, so other than that, Jackson, um, do you have specific like overarching likes about Way of Water? I mean, we could talk about the visuals if you want. Totally. Yeah. While we're on the visuals, I, I do want to talk about like. Like, I guess not necessarily like just the visuals because like the effects were amazing. Like, yes. I think everything about that. Like, do you have anything specific you want to talk about with the the actual visuals? No, I just uh, other than just like when I saw Avatar, I was like, wow, I've never seen anything like that. And then in this one, just like I just love being in the water basically for the last mm. two and a half hours of the movie. Like yeah. we get a little bit of the and I guess spoilers I guess ahead, if you're listening to this, go watch Avatar The Way of Water and then come back. But like the first act of the movie is we're in like the forest land with them again. Mm-hmm. And and then we're basically just in the water the whole time. And like watching these motion graphics in like they're they're in like a tank, but like the graphics in the water are amazing. Crazy. I I can't I couldn't believe it when I was watching it. And then the 3D. It is incredible. All the new creatures, all the mm-hmm. new designs of this different species or like different race of Navi, the, the sea people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, I was going to get into that. Just how like the world building of like yeah. the creatures and the biology and just like all of the ecosystems I think are so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't think we could world build as much as we could, but like, I was just really astonished with yeah. all the new layers that were being introduced. It was, no, I awesome. think that's like a, a really like strong point of Cameron's work on these is like how much care he puts into like making sure all the animals have six limbs and have like these yeah. like funny, weird antennas that you can bond with. And, and like all the lungs, like have these exhale ports on their, on their chests and stuff like that. Like, it's just like a really interesting world that like, I don't really think about when creating like, or thinking of sci-fi stuff. Like you don't uh-huh. really think about like all the biology within it, but yeah, like all it's... like a new stuff he made, like with the little dolphin critters that they ride and the fish and like the flying fish and the, the talking whale that we'll get into. I'm sure like oh, all that stuff yeah. was so cool. Yeah. Just the, I, I just can't believe that I really, I care about avatar lore, you know, like <laughs> uh... there's a lot of it too. Whenever I was doing my research, there's a whole oh my like, God. avatar wiki. That's like crazy in depth. God, I'm sure there is because he basically spent like 13 years basically crafting this world and he's got this grand scheme worked out. If he gets if if the box office agrees with him and he gets to tell Mm -hmm. this epic scope saga, then gosh, I just just like it's just the dumbest thing to buy into. But he just has this way of immersing you in it. And it's it's really incredible. 
Um, well, in, in doing my research too, he's had this idea planned long before 13 years ago. He had the original script for Avatar done before they went to do like the Titanic dive, like wow. for the wreckage in like 1995, which is Incredible. absolutely insane. <laughs> it's insane. Cause... This dude literally just waited for the technology to to be invented for him to make the movie that he wanted. And like, what a guy. Of course, 13 years later, we're getting the sequel, and who knows? I mean, I guess if they already filmed it, like, I guess we'll get that soon. But he's so patient with this franchise. It's it's crazy. Yeah, because I think most directors or, like, most franchise work will, would rush things, right? They mm-hmm. would want to get this stuff out. So I think Avatar benefits from the fact that, I think, to your credit, I don't know if many people even know the main protagonist's name until they go see the movie. You know, yeah. I don't know if people know Jake. Sully. That was like a running gag like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Just like nobody knows <laughs> who he is. Like there would be like street interviewers and that was like a big trivia question they would ask. And I think that benefits this now franchise mm-hmm. because I just think it's like, it's just not something you really think about. And it has like the benefit. It's almost like the Top Gun Maverick effect. Like it's not a giant property. And mm-hmm. so like expectations, I mean, granted expectations were a little higher because it's James Cameron, you know? But, like, I don't think anyone expected, like, you know, like, The Godfather Part 2 or anything like that. But Mm -hmm. I think that really helped helped its odds. Um, What else do you want to – what do you want to dive into? Do you want to dive into story or the lore? What what do we want to do? We can – ooh, do you want to talk about the mechs really quick while we – since we talked about the animals? Ooh, yeah. Talk about some mechs. Because there was one I wanted to talk about that I just thought was so funny. The, like, really skinny, like, tall mech that, like, is basically just for your arms and legs. And you can, like, walk around all tall and stuff. Yeah, hell yeah. That is so cool. But awesome. There is, I don't know if you noticed this, but there is a shot whenever they introduce the uh, woman general. I forget her name. Yeah, when she's Um, drinking coffee. Yeah, when she's drinking coffee. (laughs) She's holding it in her robot hand, which... Lynn's two questions. One, is this like a bigger cup of coffee than normal? Because like, that's crazy. And two, she like controls it with her arm that she like, she's already moving her arm. So she would, I don't know why she wouldn't just hold it in her hand, like in her actual hand. And also she would have, she would have to move her hand so close to her body for the robot to fit close enough to like lift the cup to her. And she like punches herself in the face. Yeah. It's it's so weird. It seems really complicated. It really is weird. That was a funny shot. It was hilarious. Um, yeah, all the mechs and stuff too. Like all that has grown too in terms of in terms mm-hmm. of Laura. There's like these, like underwater crab like d- devices, ship yeah. things that like crawl around. Cool. Except when was... he did like that fist bump thing to himself. Did you see that? <laughs> that part was that, so funny. Well, all the I mean, that's one part of these movies that's so goofy is that just the army people and like the 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 antagonists are just so like hooah and like. It's, they're so dorky. They're it's so, so like, dorky. I don't know and... if it's like intentionally hilarious, but it's I don't so either. like sometimes like, I laugh at those movies so hard. It, like it just like can be so gripping, and then out of nowhere, it's just like the stupidest thing you've ever seen or heard, and you're like, okay, I guess like this is oh, yeah, it's great. It's so like weird. it's like aliens almost, you know? It's like it's like all those guys are just like bro, and then like yeah, and like all those giant mechs also kind of remind me of Alien, like Ripley and her like mm-hmm. mech when she's trying to kill the the mother anyway he's got a lot of homages to himself i love it yeah um but yeah i found all that fascinating like and then all the lore with we can get into like the whales and the hunting of the whales too Mm -hmm. um watching that whole process them hunt a whale um i thought was just like really interesting gripping and interesting and yeah 
and they had their own unobtainium MacGuffin, the de-aging like brain Goop. juice or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, I love that we got kind of that MacGuffin, like, I think two and a half hours into the movie or something. <laughs> yeah. Like that was, yeah. They introduced the unobtainium so early in the first one, I think. Uh-huh. Giovanni Rabisi is like, but- hey guys, here's this thing. Okay, this uh, actually reminds me of like a, a concern I had with this movie though, because why? So they come back out of like nowhere. The sky. I guess people. it makes. I guess it makes sense that they would show back up. Uh-huh. But why don't they just go for the tree again? Because I feel like based off of the number, because they said like a square inch of unobtainium, unobtainium is worth like a million dollars, or whatever. Uh huh. But this de aging oh. stuff's worth eight billion or something. I don't remember. I thought what it was like said. eighty million. I thought is what something, it was. Something. Oh, something like that. But to but, me, that seems like a more complex process than like just uprooting a tree. Well, Jackson, we want to get in the water. That's. I'm, I get it. <laughs> I was just kind of like, but, oh. But logically, right. you're like, yeah. What are we doing? Why are we? Why are we <laughs> out of here? Um, yeah. So I I found all that pr- like that's kind of the stuff that like never really works with me in these kinds of movies, mm-hmm. that part, but it was, they were really dorky, but the longer it went, the more I kind of got used to it. It's kind of weird. Like they transferred Stephen Lang's characters memories into this avatar this. body. Yeah. This was a huge thing that worked for me for some reason. Um, I love how silly the villains were. They were so silly. Like, they had tattoos, like they had their old tattoos on their avatar body, <laughs> yeah. which seems so complicated. Uh-huh. Um, but that's awesome. And but yeah, like he he shows the video because we were wondering whenever this movie was coming out, like what how his character was back, because we knew he had died. Yeah, same with Sigourney, then, which we'll talk about. Yeah. And then so you see this video call where the clone is talking to himself. And he's like, these are my memories I just downloaded. By the way, we hate we hate Jake Sully. Like, he's <laughs> terrible. So that must have had to happen, like, right before, like, the finale. Like, right before the yeah. fight. Like, five minutes before he gets off the plane. He's making this video. He's like, hey, just in case we die, you have to kill this motherfucker. It's so weird. But, okay. Like, that's fine, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I like. I mean, I guess. I guess to, it, what I like about this movie is it could be so convoluted, but it really is just a simple story when it boils down to it. Like, yeah, there's bells and whistles about like the whales and and all and all that stuff, but but it's really just a guy is out for revenge against this other guy, and he's a racist. And... Yeah. Also, though, the thing that's wild too is like this is like a clone that has sentience, and like it's not like the Avatar program where they're like a clone human and like getting back into that like Avatar chamber. Like he expanded that lore. And yeah, like it's so complicated without really explaining any of it. Like, could they not just like revive Sigourney Weaver's avatar? Like, now that she's just like a core, like, could you just put memories in it and now, now it's good? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so I actually, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about because I don't understand all of it. And I think it's maybe I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt that it's purposeful, knowing that we're probably going to get a third movie. Yeah. But yeah, I have yeah, a lot yeah. of questions about the Sigourney Weaver character. Yeah, let's talk about her. Yeah, so here's the setup. <laughs> um, Sigourney Weaver's character, I do, I cannot remember her name. In Grace, it's I like, think it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, um. Yeah. Oh, the kid's name. So Grace dies in the first one, right? And before she dies, she like transfers her consciousness. They like link her up to Awa, the giant tree, and then she's like with Awa. Yeah. And so she's and it, but it fails. We we're led to believe. Um, so they have, have her avatar body still, and she has a child that is 
what's her name in the movie? K- Katiri or something? It's, I, I thought it was Kitty the whole time, but it, like it is like Kiri or Katiri Some, or something. Anyway, they, they say it that I thought it was Kitty the entire time. Well, let's go with Kitty then. It's um, K. It's K I R I Kiri. Oh, Kiri. Okay, got it. So Kiri is the daughter of this character. We don't know who the father is. I'm almost leaning that it's like an Anakin Skywalker type of deal where there's like no father. Like, is this, what's your read? And so basically Sigourney Weaver's playing like a 13 year old version of, of herself. herself. <laughs> and it's so weird. She sounds like a 70 year old Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> um, it's so freaky, especially when like <laughs> Sam Worthington's being like the father to her. And like, oh, it just, that, it feels weird. Because I want to be is. on that set. Just like watching them. Or like, that watching her character like flirt with this like other character who the actors probably like i don't know like <laughs> like i don't know 20 years old y- or something yeah it's just kind of weird <laughs> it but, was pretty um, fascinating but so but yeah during the movie they, they talk about like oh who's her father who's her father and mm-hmm. they're like oh it's obviously this doctor guy who's been hanging out with us like forever it's like no it's not like he would have said something probably like you yeah. hang out with him on the regular Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't think of that of this until you just mentioned the whole like plugging her into the tree. Like it's probably like this daughter of Awa itself or whatever. Right. That's what I like. That's what I'm thinking that she's like quote the the chosen the, one or something uh, like that. Which again is going. We don't need another white savior story, and now we're getting like the <laughs> the like the, the daughter of a, a, another a human is the savior of this this land. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like that's even worse than like than Jake Sully being able to like command the God into war. Like, it's just like, yeah. Oh, it's complicated. Cause like she plugs herself into the underwater tree and has a seizure. She's herself or her mom. Yeah. So I guess I'd also had forgotten how like all that works. Like you can see the memories of other beings. Now see that felt like a retcon to me too. I don't think that was actually how it kind of was. It it just felt different. It did. It did feel different, but, uh, but yeah, there was all that going on. But yeah, that's a fascinating aspect that I'm interested to see mm-hmm. where that goes. Um, and also where all of these... Uh, so I have questions about the the tribe, this new sea tribe. Uh-huh. Which, well, first of all, incredible world building. I love that basically the second act of the movie, very little story going on other than just mm-hmm. we... It's an excuse for James Cameron to show off all the technology and show off these new creatures, this new and everyone, the Jake's family, like getting accustomed to the new, yeah, the new land. And I think that really works, even though there's not a lot of story going on, but it was just, I so, agree. So I it was pretty entertaining. Watch. Yeah. I was entertained the whole time. Yeah. Um, I got a shout out, of course, like how he made like a different evolutionary branch of these people and how they have like these yeah. bigger forearms to swim with. And like, they, they have this like serpent, like water creature tail to help swim better. And I don't know. I thought that was really fun. It was really cool. And it was just so, inc- again, I can't get over how incredible it was to see these CGI motion capture bodies in mm-hmm. the water with all this stuff. I just, I still can't get over it. Um, but yeah, I just loved the, all the lore of this, this new area and like the politics of, they all know who Jake Sully is. Like mm-hmm. word has traveled across the planet, I guess. Um, and I just, yeah, I just really enjoyed that. Um, and the whale part too was fascinating. Um, what were they called to Tinox or something? Or was that the, 
I think that was just the whale. one of them. Yeah. I don't remember but, what they were called. I just have anyway. talking whale written down. <laughs> because when I, it talked for the first time, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so stupid. Um, and then they, then they elaborated on it. And I was like, okay, actually this works for me. But like, I was really annoyed with it at first. <laughs> they were both outcasts, Jackson. Yeah. But it was, I, I thought it was gorgeous watching like them interact with these giant whales. I just mm-hmm. really loved that invention and that they all, like they had lore, like they they used to be killers and now they don't kill. They have like their sonar fins and so yeah, cool. It was cool. So so cool. And then and, you have like the scene where he's introduced where like uh one of the sons is being hunted by that shark and like the reef. And yes. then, like he comes in like at the very end to save him. But like that whole scene was terrifying. Yeah. Can we talk about just like James Cameron's ability to just like create gripping action set pieces. Mm-hmm. Cause like, God damn, like the whole final hour is just that. And it's God, it works. There's a like, it like clap worthy, like Avengers moments and it's avatar. <laughs> it's just, I, I'm constantly blown away by it. It's uh it's pretty tremendous stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say about the family aspect of this? of this story just like the bonds of family or anything yeah i i liked it i thought him as a family man was way more interesting even though like he's not like the best dad but i kind of like exploring that a little bit more too just going forward yeah um i wasn't crazy about like all the kids (laughs) i thought some of them were like really pointless like uh the (laughs) The youngest daughter she she did not need to be in it at all Um, she was the cute factor she was like the uh the newt like the of aliens, I guess. She was <laughs> yeah. Just James Cameron just trying weird. to get a little a little girl in the movie somewhere. Yeah. Um, I thought she was fine. I thought she sucked. Um, and then the oldest brother I liked, but his whole purpose was like his only character trait is that he dies, which really kind of sucks. <laughs> it is. He's kind of the catalyst of bringing the family together, which and... is wild because he's in the story for like the whole movie until like the last ten minutes. So yeah. it's just like, yeah. So at least stick together, man. That's what I learned. Um, so yeah. Um, are there anything else specifically that you you want to you want to talk about that you liked that that really worked for you? Um, I'm trying to think. I liked how like uh, he really got into his Titanic bag at the end, where he was doing like, oh my all god this crazy like sinking ship <laughs> yeah. stuff. He really um, melded. It seems like it's the conglomeration of all James Cameron movies, basically. Mm-hmm. Like there's some Titanic in there. There's some aliens in there. There's some some Terminator stuff about this guy can't die. <laughs> yeah, I need to talk about Spider actually. Yeah, let's talk about Spider. He was surprisingly one of my favorite characters in all of this. I am just I was so frustrated, um, I guess by design that he saved. Um, what's his name? <laughs> I just um, I wrote it down. Quaritch uh, is... or something. Yeah, it's a weird name. I just refer to him as Stephen Lang, but it's um, Colonel Miles Quartich. Got it. I would not have known that. Stupid name. I also um, just call him Stephen Lang. His... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was very frustrated at Spider. Um, but he was a very interesting character because his whole thing is that he was orphaned when Stephen Lang died. Excuse yeah. me, Quaritch died. And then he just kind of turned feral and like became one with the people. I think that's insane though. Like none of them raised him like directly. That's so fucked up. <laughs> he just ran off and was like, and Natiri hates him. And... Yeah. So like, 
there was a lot of stuff about his character that I found really interesting. Like the fact that he was this like described as a feral cat and Zoe Zaldana's character like does not like him like even a little bit and is like pretty racist towards him, which is again, kind of weird considering that like she had kids with Jake Sully and stuff. I don't know. I think that's <laughs> kind of interesting. Um, and like tried to kill him at the end too. Yeah. And so I thought his character was going to go through like a really cool, like turn to the dark side at the very end because like uh, Natiri like was going to kill him like very clearly. Uh-huh. Um, the dad kind of like stood up for him a couple times and like, obviously it's not a great relationship, but it's very complex and pretty interesting of like, I'm not actually your dad, but I still have like all these uh, feelings memories. and, and yeah. memories. So I, I, I do feel for you. And he mm-hmm. doesn't dead name his kid on the second time around. I thought that was really neat. Yes. Um, calling him spider. But yeah, I kind of wish spider would have gone with him at the end. And kind of, like, I thought it was kind of lame that he like went back. Yeah. That was my one thing that felt like, uh, just like another layer to have going into that would have been movie. really interesting yeah yeah like like it just felt like a yeah it didn't feel that was the one thing that didn't really set well with me and i guess mm. that's the um my biggest qualm i guess with the movie is in the final act that everyone just conveniently the whole tribe conveniently disappears at the very end and doesn't yeah. help in the slightest and it's just the Sully's doing everything and literally everyone disappears and it's just that one guy it's just colonel and just them yeah do you, um, so are we getting into like our little nitpicks or stuff sure sure know? yeah that's that was that was my big one that just the entire army army just kind of vanishes and is so like, out. what's wild about that scene uh-huh. is that the colonel does not know how to hold someone hostage no like, god no <laughs> he's literally like has a gun to someone's head and he's like i'm gonna kill him He's like, okay, like I'm coming in. And then like the whale attacks and obviously there's a distraction, but then Jake Sully, like they all start attacking. It's like, no, you kill his kid then. Yeah, those are the stakes. Yeah, (laughs) that's the state. Like he forgets that he's holding his kids hostage. He gets so so many opportunities too. Like not only does he have them the first time with his little fucking uh, handcuff, like slap bracelet things. Yeah, those were cool. I like those were cool. But then, like, it happens a second time, and then he yeah, captures he take, other kids, and then he it, keeps he, taking people hostage, and he keeps not going through with it. Like he's he doesn't want to kill them at all. I guess he's awful. But, yeah, maybe, I thought that was so funny, and maybe. the fact that they keep coming back to the ship and getting in danger and <laughs> caught and endangered and caught. It's like, oh my, like it was too much. You could have cut maybe ten minutes out of that whole final sequence. It was amazing. But there was so much going on for no reason. Yeah, it did. You're just like, really? You're going back again? And like, yeah, it just kept And happening. nobody's listening whenever they say stay, like every time someone leaves and then someone gets hurt or killed because of it. And it's just like, oh my God, Ugh. that was also the the middle kids, like a whole personality was just like, okay, disobeying. I'm going to do this thing now, now <laughs> that you've told me not to do this thing. Yeah. And it, it sometimes pays off, but most His times, character was you know, the only one I liked though, I got to say. It was the one we spent the most time with, for sure. Yeah, out of the kids, um, like him and Spider were the only ones I really cared about. Yeah, I think they had their they had that emotion. They definitely carried out that through line of emotion, and for sure with the father son. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to see. I, I think we're probably going to get more of Kiri and that relationship probably in the third movie. Yeah, um, which is why I think it's an open ended and like they didn't answer many questions for us there. So mm-hmm. we'll see where that goes, but. But yeah, and who knows what happens to Took? I don't know. He, uh, she's just cute and is there. So I will I say, I just wanted to show like a, a toddler type, yeah, like, type of that species. I will say when when the 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 Navi babies showed up, like the whole the whole 
audience went oh like everyone <laughs> i was, was not that it. into it i thought it was kind of weird everyone was loving it when like it came up from the water and it like breached the surface and the whale eye was there everyone was vibing with that they were like <laughs> that's adorable so yeah i i guess my dislikes turned into likes um <laughs> any, any other little nitpicks from you any little qualms you have um yeah, this one's not so much a nitpick as like an actual issue I had with it. I sure. hated how often the frame rates changed. Ooh, like yeah. that was the one visual issue I had that like acts like it drove me crazy. Fair. I thought it was so bad. Very fair. Um, Were you distracted by it? I I noticed it. Like mm-hmm. it didn't fully take me out when it happened, but I was definitely like, oh, well, that was strange. Um, which just tells me like. They're not fully there with all this stuff yet. And I I don't know. What do you feel about like when James Cameron does those like zooms? Like where you're there. The digital zooms. The digital zooms and goes zoop. Yeah, with like the fake cameras or whatever. Yeah, it's so weird. Like because obviously it's in like this digital space. And I know they use like cameras in those like green screen rooms or whatever. So they are like actually doing certain camera movements. But like those just feel so unnatural and out of place. Yeah. That it, uh, and again, like it, it just, it, at times it's just like, I'm watching a video game and not in like a bad way. Cause video games not, are amazing yeah. now, but like, it just feels like you can get some of that stuff on like a crazy, like PC with like some really good graphics and stuff. Yeah. There are moments where like, you see like Navi in the background and you're just mm-hmm. like, Oh, those are NPCs, like things like that. When obviously they're probably, they probably are people. So most mm-hmm. of them are probably people in mocap suits, but I'm sure there's some filler in there obviously yeah. for, for landscape shots but oh really quick i thought of some good things i wanted to talk about really quick too yeah um that i totally forgot about uh i think the like the bioluminescence that they have that i feel like they kind of retconned in to make way more prominent than it was previously <laughs> i think that was awesome it looked great. oh yeah like when the like when the whale like dove down to the depths and you saw yeah that, that was like, cool. oh that was sick and yeah like their bodies are more bioluminescent now mm-hmm. I thought Which, that was really neat. Like, but so then, it was cool to see that in the water. Yeah. Yeah. So then, like, the whole like end scene where like he's like mourning his dead son, and like mm-hmm. he's like in the memory of like him as a child hunting this fish, and then like it mm, flashes yeah. him as an adult. That was so surprisingly sad. Oh, um, I should should mention my mom cried. Yes, I. It was very moving, and I did not think I would feel that way. Uh, in these about movies. Avatar, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, um, but then of course, when he goes like a son for a son, whenever he like adopts Spider, I thought that was really cool too. Like, I thought yeah. those were just some like crazy, uh, emotional moments that I was just not expecting. Yeah, that was a nice beat. I was for sure not seeing that coming either. That was mm-hmm. great. Um, how were you vibing with uh, with Kate Winslet and, and Cliff Curtis? Were you did you want more of, of Kate Winslet? I, I found myself wanting just more of Kate Winslet's character. Who were they? Is that they bad were that the, I don't know? She, she was he cliff curtis was the uh the leader of the the water tribe and then okay. Kate Winslet was the 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 matriarch of that tribe who cool. was pregnant okay. yeah yeah i liked them i thought they were really neat their whole people were like really cool yeah they were cool i love oh. the connection when like her sister her whale sister died and yeah that hit that, that hit was hard. really sad um and you saw like the calf and under her oh yeah that hit pretty pretty hard uh, we yeah that say? was like a, just a crazy allegory to like the whaling industry and like yeah it was, it was like almost too <laughs> too real yeah i was um, like oh it was heavy because then, then um because like spiders like that's all you kill them for just that juice and then they're yeah. like yep just drop the body and you're like oh yeah that's uh that hits hard yeah um 
but speaking of like the different tribes and stuff and like there was clear like undertones of like oh well you're, we're racist to you because you have five fingers instead of four fingers and like Definitely. your tail yeah. will suck and it's kind of this really i don't know if it's like doing this intentionally but like it's kind of the story of like assimilation is good and you should do your best to just blend in and do yeah. what they do that's what and I, jake soli was saying yeah yeah and like that's what they do and like they're rewarded for that the entire time like there's never like a moment where they need to use their like forest tribe skills or whatever where they do something unique that like yeah makes i guess them be like oh like maybe there are ways that we could like both learn and like change for the better I, but like yeah, that's guess, not a thing at all i guess the only counteract to that is natiri because that whole character you don't see her really in the water until the end like she's still mm-hmm. flying on her ikram yeah. and not like riding a, a one of those sea animals so like she definitely is still living in the in the old ways with her with her bow mm-hmm. and everything and all that jazz but but yeah definitely because now they're one with the at the end the 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 patriarch of the tribe is like when they try to leave and they're like no you're one of us now so there you go why did yeah, he say one too. of us I yeah like remember. are are they yeah they, he said that basically yeah um okay. but like are is the next movie going to be get this tribe again too or are they moving on like i don't like so happening? i'm hoping that they i mean as much as i love the water i'm hoping we see just another aspect of pandora like i maybe there's different tribes and different and different stuff but i would, what still would you love, like to see gosh i don't know maybe there's like underground navi or something that'd be cool that'd, that'd be, be really kind of sick neat. So maybe there's some that just like fly. I don't know. Who I don't know what's going on. Or so. like uh like a desert or yeah, like Arctic there's place. There's That'd so many cool. there's so many things to explore and aspects. I forget what the third one is called. I know the titles. Oh, tell it's me. It's Seed Bearer or something oh, like that. Hell yeah. So it's probably farmers. If I had to guess. It's like farmers or like nomadic tribes would be kind of interesting. Like they like just travel the Great Plains. I have a feeling it'll be like Great Plains. That'd be lit. I'm just I'm interested to see all of that. Yeah. I hope it, it it'll be interesting to. Do you have anything else to talk about this one, or do you want to kind of talk about the future of this this franchise a little bit? Yeah, we can just talk about the future if you want to just go that way. I'm cool with that. Yeah. So as I mentioned, they filmed the second and third one kind of like a, a la Avengers style, like they filmed it at the same time. So they have all of their, I guess, principal photography done. Um, obviously a lot of visual effects and stuff have to go into that, but the narrative that's been going on is that this film needs to earn a, roughly $2 billion to essentially break even, uh, for, I don't even know if that's happening <laughs> for the third one to be released. Now yeah. that is on the heels of, we just saw the best global opening for a movie in quite some time. Uh, the past weekend, five hundred, almost five hundred million dollars, um, which is pretty impressive. Definitely, the I think the domestic was about one hundred and thirty-four million, which is still yeah. the the biggest opening we've seen in quite some time. Um, but I think the big difference here is that this movie is released in China, mm-hmm. and uh, for some reason, China loves Avatar. Um. <laughs> Do you so? Yeah, like a question is: Do you think this is going to hit that mark of two billion? It's just so hard to judge post COVID, like how movies yeah. are going to do in theaters. Like a Batman movie didn't even break a billion, 
And it was yeah. like the best one, arguably. And Top Gun um, did. So like, yeah. it's like weird how to predict the movies you think would are not mm-hmm. hitting those numbers. And like it's... the Marvel movies aren't really kind of, I think Spider-Man broke a billion, but like I yeah. don't think the other ones did. Yeah. It's just like, been a weird time. Black Panther didn't. Um, yeah. And like Jurassic World did. So it's like, it's so hard to tell what is going to to hold and who knows how long this will remain in theaters. I don't know that either. Um, yeah, I think I read that like the the box office is expected in the United States at least to drop like forty percent next weekend gotcha. or this weekend, I guess. When you're listening, um, it's not great, but also not uncommon nowadays yeah. for that drop. But obviously, mm-hmm. you want to see. I mean, you want to get to a billion as, as quick as you can. But I mean, Avatar, Avatar did that with like many re releases and and things like that. So. It's just like, I don't know when we're going to see news about if the third one is going to happen. Cause so I, I thought it was like the third one's happening no matter what. But if this one doesn't do well, they're, they're rewriting the ending for like the third one to be the last one. Yeah, there I was thought. like, I think what, yeah, I think I read the same thing where the third one if if not profitable, it ends on a note that will like complete the trilogy and doesn't mm-hmm. need to have the second, the final two installments of yeah. the movie. So I guess we just have to ask if this thing has, I don't think it's a question of if this has legs. I think it's just a question of like the state of movie going. Like, will people continue to go out to see this movie? And I don't know. Avatar, I think, was a movie that people went to see multiple times. Do you think mm-hmm. Avatar The Way of Water is a multiple viewing movie or does that runtime hurt it? It felt long. It could have been like 20, 30 minutes shorter, personally. Um, yeah. You don't want the nine hour cut? I don't want cut? the nine hour cut, believe <laughs> it or not. It's crazy, too, because like the first Avatar was like around this length, too. But at the time, there weren't like three hour movies. Like It wasn't as common. Um, around that release and so like it felt so long then Mm -hmm. but and i thought i would be ready for this one because like the batman and eternals and like um black panther are like pushing three hours but this one felt long i i was kind of surprised at how like a lot happens obviously but like i knew at one point i was like i'm probably not even halfway through this and it feels like i've been here forever do you find yourself like checking your watch in these long movies at all we didn't have our watches out and we turned our phone off because like IMAX is like pretty serious about yeah, that stuff for sure. Um, but there was this kid like two rows in front of us who like had their phone out and every now and then we'd like look over the seats just to see what time it was. <laughs> um, Cause and yeah, Abby was not as big of a fan. She said if uh, I wasn't there and she was there by herself, she would have walked out. So she oh, was not tough. the biggest fan. Um, <laughs> I so guess I, that that answers our, our rate and date question. Yeah. Uh, not a not a good date movie. Too long. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like most people will probably wait to, for this to go to streamers before like they actually check it out, which is it sucks. Like I feel like this is maybe the movie that could fight the streamers just because like the theater experience for it is so much better. And I think right. people know that, but like I don't know if people are going to I mean, we we, we saw Christopher Nolan try to do it in 2020. Mm-hmm. That might have just been, again, just a sign of the times that people were not ready to go back to the movies. I mean, yeah. I think people are ready to go back to the movies. I mean, I think Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise kind of proved yeah, that. Yeah. Tom Cruise walked so James Cameron could run, perhaps. <laughs> but um, well, speaking of that, can I ask you something that also might help its its chances and its and its levity, mm-hmm. its 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 length? Um, 
it's Oscar chances. Ooh. Um, so there is genuine potential, Jackson, that we could get two, maybe three sequels nominated for Best Picture this year. And is that, that a is, first? That feels like a first. Definitely a first. Um, Godfather 2, uh, Return of the King, all the Lord of the Rings movies. Like, mm-hmm. Other than those, really, that definitely would be a first. And uh, maybe even four. I don't know. So I think it's almost a lock, which is crazy to say, that Avatar, Way of Water, and Top Gun Maverick, I think are going to get nominated for Best Picture. Um, That's crazy. I, I know. Just saying that. Like, Top Gun Maverick nominated for best picture but i'm telling you this thing has legs and and then on top of that i think there's a slight chance for glass onion and i mm-hmm. think there's a slight chance for black panther wakanda forever too because there's a lot of momentum building around angela bassett there for a, mm-hmm. a supporting actress nom but I feel, I feel like the costuming alone would maybe get definitely get i think it. that's gonna get that i think it's gonna get all these movies are gonna get some technical nods for sure yeah. But like, what do you think? Can Avatar: The Way of Water win Best Picture? It's tough to say. Just with like, I feel like they tend to go the more like, like traditional Oscar movies of like not these giant blockbusters. Even though like Dune and stuff got nominated for a bunch of stuff. Like, I don't. I I feel like it will be like Dune, where it gets nominated for all the technical stuff and wins all those, but like doesn't get like the best picture representation yeah, like you think like james cameron will get a, i think he's gonna get nominated I for would sure say. and um, i yeah i think it will be nominated but i don't i don't think it has a chance to win yeah sadly do you think any sequel will win this year like what do you think it seems like the front runners right now are like the banshees of Innis Sharon, the uh-huh. fablemans and everything everywhere i think that's the top three right now if i had to i would be shocked if everything everywhere got a nomination I, I don't know why. I w- I, I hope it does. I think it's going to happen. I think the Michelle Yeoh power is real this year. Like I think she's getting nominated. I think uh I think that screenplay is getting nominated. I think it's editing now. I like it's pretty fascinating. This could has potential to be one of the more fun Oscar ceremonies just because mm-hmm. of the nominees involved. And I think they would be wise to to nominate all of these movies just to get people back and caring about movies again, I think. So I don't know. It's going to be an interesting road here. We'll, we'll get nominations next month, believe it or not. So um, I can't wait. See what happens. We've got golden globe knobs and golden globe knobs. And I said the same thing. Golden globe knobs, (laughs) not glome knobs anyway. um, And all those movies were nominated. And I, and I think, uh, I think things are going to happen here. I think we might be pleasantly surprised, but anyway, we'll see if that helps avatars box office chances also. Um, do you have any final things on the way of water? Anything to say? Uh, nothing that comes to mind. If you have anything you want to say, uh, no, I just, I, we can quickly put it to the test real quick. Um, let's do it. Immortals. We'll put their name to the test. Uh, Bechtel test Jackson. I think it pass passes, right? Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, women talking about lore and, and, and gods yeah. and, and, and fighting and stuff. So yes, Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick Dalton meme test. Um, it's pretty similar to um, what did we just do? What film did we just do? Last Prestige. Week? Uh, we did one where like they said the title. Oh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. Um, like they definitely say Avatar and they definitely say The Way of Water. But I would count it because it says The Way of Water. 
Okay, we'll count it. It passes that. And yeah. uh the It's going to be hard to get the colon and like the avatar colon way of water. Like you that's going to be too difficult. You are an avatar, the way of water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um I didn't do much canceled research, but again, just James Cameron, a notable historic asshole, but uh what can you do, you know? Sometimes what greatness you demands you to be a cantankerous man. So anywho, um that's all I got. And not a Raider Date movie. Um, do you have a quote from the movie that you put on your tombstone, perchance? Oh, uh, a son for a son? That's kind of nice. I don't know if, I, if it would work on a tombstone, but... <laughs> no, that's good. I like it. I liked it. I just wrote, the way of water connects all things before your birth and after your death. That's nice, too. Boosh. Um, do you want to hop over to List is Life real quick? The list is an absolute good. The list is life. Uh, so I rated the way of water mm-hmm. and I, well, what did you give it? Did you give it four stars, four and a half? What'd you give it? So I struggle with rating between like, I have a hard time differentiate differentiating between a three and a half star and a four star. Mm-hmm. But like it's, it's, it's really tough for me. I think I gave it a four star for now uh-huh. and then I'll just sit with it for a while and see how I feel with it. Cause like technically it's amazing. The script is definitely better, but like it's still not like my kind of movie. Yeah, like I don't, I don't see myself rewatching this a lot. But it was interesting, and the experience was great. Yeah, I'm like the same way, ex- except with four and four and a half stars. I never know when to give it four or four and a half. This felt like I gave this a four and a half. Um, I put this at two o two on my list. Um, nice, and I put it below Top Gun Maverick. It's right below Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, yeah. What, what's your ranking for this year? for 2022 oh, releases. I can tell you right now. Um my 22 releases Do it, as I'll of now too. are you want like what my top 5 or top yeah. 10 what do you want? Okay. Do your top 5. Uh top 5 at 5 I have Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Uh so Avatar the Way of Water comes in at 6 for those gotcha. keeping track. Um I've got Batman at 4. I've got All Quiet on the Western Front at 3. Uh and then I have Glass Onion at 2 and Everything <sighs> Everywhere All at Once at 1. Dang. Okay, I still need to see some of those movies, but for me, my top five is Avatar, which just barely beat out Marcel the Shell. Nice. Um, which was a tough. It was tough. I'm not gonna lie. It was oh, a tough yeah. decision. Definitely. Um. Then my number four is Nope. Nice. Then I have Top Gun Maverick. Then I have the Batman, and then I have number one, Everything Everywhere, All at Once. Huge. Yeah, it's a good year for movies so far. I'm really excited for Glass Onion that comes out this week. I think. Yeah, Netflix this week. Yep, for yeah. Sure. Um, all quiet is on Netflix as well. Mm. If you if you find a, a moment over Christmas to watch a World War II or World War One movie, yeah. <laughs> if that's the vibe. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of I think at the beginning of the year I was like, oh, I'm not sure how this is gonna go, but I'm feeling good about 2022 now, now that I've seen most of everything. Yeah. Um still honestly, I'm liking these movies more than last year. I think we got a better batch this time. Yeah, I've definitely given more movies like four to five stars mm-hmm. this year than last year. That's for sure. There were only a handful with like Dune and things like that. So what's the worst movie you've seen this year so far? This year? Yeah. Uh, that would be uh, Halloween Ends was the worst okay. one I saw this year. Hey, wait, what's your bottom five? Just for fun. You got that fun. one and what else? Yeah, I got it. So, so far this year, I've seen on my list, I've, I have 93 movies from 2022. That's so many. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. Um, bottom is Halloween Ends. Or maybe I should go I'll, I'll, bottom five. So fifth to the bottom, uh, the Disney Pinocchio. 
Uh, gotcha. The Robert Zemeckis one, which thank God I got rid of that on my draft board. Um, Firestarter, which is a uh, Stephen mm. King adaptation starring Zac Efron, which was quite poor. Um, Blonde, the three hour, just absolutely like headache of a movie to watch, like just a migraine for three hours and just really just not it. Uh, and then it's Morbius Jackson and then Fair. it's Halloween. <laughs> um, yeah, Morbius. Gosh, that feels like a light year ago that I watched Morbius. So it's surprising. It's this year. Even it feels uh, like, I mean, I watched that in February. When did that movie? Yeah. Come out? Like, God, April. I don't remember. It got moved so many times. I don't care to remember. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's where I'm at. What are you, what are your bottom five? Uh, yeah. So I haven't, I've been avoiding those like really bad movies that you listed. So Good. those aren't my, on my list. I actually like most of these um, at Good. the fifth from last. I got see how they run, Ooh, um, nice. which I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, the Bob's burgers movie. Oh, I haven't checked that one out. Got to check bad, that out. Not bad. Not nice. bad. Um, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Hell yeah. Um, Black Adam. Oh. Which <laughs> after a while, it's worse now, especially in the context with all this stuff going on at DC. Yeah. And like maybe The Rock tricked Henry Cavill into like coming out of retirement for Superman, and it, it's just it's weird. It's sketchy. I don't like it. Um, Not good. Yeah, and then uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, of course, is last for me. Yeah, tough looks there. So but yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll see bad ones soon. I hope not. I mean, my my cross to bears that I tell myself I try to watch everything just to people are talking about it, and often it just it it spurns me, Jackson. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, awesome. That was the list is live. Little fun list is live for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, Jackson, we're done. We can leave Pandora now and. Hope to return and maybe next year. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, but yeah, Jackson, where can people follow us on uh, Instagram? They can follow us on Instagram at roughcut underscore pod. They can click our link tree in our bio and they can go look at our newest episodes. They can leave reviews. Um, they can follow the podcast on like our Spotify and Apple podcast so you can get notifications. Hype. And then, of course, you can go to our Twitter, which is at roughcut underscore co same thing take you to our episodes take you to our link tree there go follow mm-hmm. us on letterboxd if you want if you're on yeah. letterboxd if you're freaky you can see our lists um our rcr top 100s and uh our follow uh, along and lists. watch those movies and indeed and great. speaking of which um if you want to get prepared for next week we will be talking uh mr smith goes to washington which will be, I think, our final episode of uh, 2022. Crazy. Uh, so pretty exciting. Uh, so check that out and catch up on that. Uh, HBO Max, check that out. And then uh, we got some exciting stuff coming up in January for sure. Um, so get excited for that as well. We're excited to, to have some fun special episodes coming up. So it's going to be a you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with that... Uh, I guess have a Merry Christmas if you're if you celebrate and have a happy Hanukkah and whatever other mm-hmm. holidays I'm missing, right? My forgetting New Year's. New Year's Kwanzaa, baby. Uh other ones. New uh-huh. Year's Eve. That's where you get Liddy. Yeah. I think we'll have an episode before then. So I was saving it, but whatever. You already said whatever. It. Anyway, we love you and thank love you very you. much. Bye. Bye. In case I don't see ya. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Thank you.